why not uh, firearm safety? Just firearms training is, is key. You know, guns are an excellent tool. If you were required to fill out that 10-day form with your background check, you should also be required to attend a class. Of course, so you can obtain that firearm and take that firearm home with you. But we're going to follow these rules. My shout-out to you this week is to Jason. Well, this story just got off. My shout-out to Ed. Like I said to Jason, I used to take a huge... It's going down, dude. Adam has a beer. is sponsored by Trail Boards and BoboSoul.com. I'm all about it, bro. Yeah, we all know it's not right. We all, we all want to. We all want change. We've been reacting rather than responding. We can say this, we can't say that. We can do this. Whoa, you better slow down. You cannot do that. We're not going to stand for this frustrating, endless circle. Because we hold a lot of fear around speaking our truths. Everybody, everybody should know that they can find The Refined Man at therefinedman.club or on Instagram at The Refined Man Barbershop. Never get it wrong, man. Never get it wrong. This is the law that you chose to uphold. You need to uphold this law. Um, I really want to. I really want to talk about that. Yeah, that guy's, you know, yeah. James Naswood. That's so cool. Be <laughs> <laughs> back, dude. Don't forget that, man. I know that too. All right, we're recording. Holy shit, Adam. We're recording. You know oh I mean? yeah, buddy. I've been thinking. I've been waiting for this fucking day, like literally all week. Yeah, like, me too. Like buzzing about it, you know. Talking My whole about schedule it. is built around it. Oh, dude, yes, yes. Oh, wait. Hey, Sean, are you monitoring the uh, the chat for us? I, I, matter of fact, I am. It's to You're the, the right best. of the uh, video. All right. Everybody leave a comment because we are live stream Friday and Adam has a beard. We are streaming on the Facebook page. Adam has a beard. So go there and share that because rumor is there might be a free T-shirt floating out there for somebody special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were. It, it's gonna be cool. Anyways, man, I, you know, I, uh, a, a, along the way, from recovering from accidents, recovering from this and that, doing all sorts of weird shit to you know to to better yourself. We're all we're all about mental strength. We're all about gun safety. Cause you know, let's get that out of the way. I love guns. Sean, do you love guns? I, I do, in fact, happen to love guns. Yes. I fucking love guns. I love guns. Jason, did you get your bazooka yet? No, but I made love to a gun last night. Whoa. I love guns. <laughs> what was I his mean, name? I mean, I, I put him on my pizza. I love guns so much. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking guns. They're That's the best. You know, they have a new, uh, a new toothpick. It's a gun. Ah. Uh, mm. you, know? you can floss easier that way. Mm. Much quicker. Mm. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Get rid of all this. Sh- anyway, so I, I, we love guns. We love health. We love taking care of each other. We love being human beings. Uh, the one part of uh, uh, of healing that is so crucial is the mental aspect of it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, we yeah. talk about that all the time, right? All the time, all the time. You know, and I think uh, people, I think people are fucking crazy. Mm, they are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. But who is to balance them? Who is to say, hey, you know what? Uh, this is how you do it. Ain't nobody going to, there's nobody's going to give us time of day to say, hey, you know, guess what? Uh, these are your available resources. You Ooh. don't find that. Or you don't find the people behind these things who are more versed in how to um, take care of yourself. 
Mm. You know, you know what I mean? We always talk about this toxic masculinity and how rah, 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 fucking beer, cocaine, weed, you know, and well, I don't know about the cocaine and weed, but uh, you know, uh, what I'm saying is like, you know, we got this preconceived notion that we already know how to take care of ourselves. Yeah, we do. Wait, men or people? Yeah. Men. Men. I was hoping men. we'd talk about men's health, you know? Yeah, well, men's health, but then most importantly, people's men's health. Mental health. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So if you get stronger physically, you have to make sure you're mentally or spiritually stronger. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily have to believe in, you know, God, if that's who you believe in. You don't have to necessarily believe in, you know, whoever. It doesn't matter. It does, does not matter what religious deity you want to believe in. Whoever it is that you believe in, that's because that's who you believe in, right? Mm-hmm. But. There are so many other people out there with spiritual connotations and knowledge that have the ability to teach and help. And for today's show, I brought in, well, we got two guys, two people in the way to grow up now who I'm super stoked about. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your one, pick. Dude, yes. One, you, uh, and I'm bringing them both in at the same time, but one, you have, uh, let, let me just bring these, bring them in. I just absolutely love them to death. Both of them are amazing people. One is my sister. I love, I love her to death. I love her so much. The conversations that we've had are so in depth. They're so deep and they're just so amazing. And I, 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 I just can't get over the fact that we're actually talking. You know what I mean? Her name is Miss Ella. I love Hi. her to death. <laughs> Hi, Miss Ella. Hi, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I yeah. Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> and, and the other guy that we're bringing in today, you guys know him already. His, he's uh, uh, I, I, I fanboy gushed out on this guy with the band Meridian Parkway. Um, Mr. Antonio, uh, badass guitar player. It turns out him and I have a lot of things in common on a much higher level just like uh miss ella and i do on a much higher level of learning of uh spirituality of of being of uh, just being able to to connect as people you know mm. so thank you thank you for being here miss ella <laughs> thank you for having me mr antonio i i see you're uh I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm trying to uh, figure this. This is the first time I use Zoom, and I'm trying to get it to uh, work. But it doesn't Congratulations. seem to be working with, for me. Hell but yes. but thank you guys for having me. I'm happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Mr. Antonio, I want you to meet Miss Ella right there. She is, uh, like I said, Miss Ella. Right, hello, hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm waving to everyone, but you guys can't see me. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> I felt it. I felt it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Miss Ella, yesterday you had a conversation with, uh, uh, I happened to kind of like creep in on, like just happened to click on the link and on IG and you were having a conversation about, about how helping others and to the point where you had, you didn't know if you could, some people uh, with, uh, with an empty cup and it hit, it resonated. It's like you can help people to the point um, spiritually or physically or mentally but when you have nothing else to give i mean where do you go from there how do you well uh, that's something i'm still honestly working on because um i tend to let myself get burnout 
sometimes. Um, but I'm starting to realize that when I feel that way, because it's not, not only does it affect me spiritually, but it also starts to affect me physically. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know whether we have spoken about this or not before. Um, I do have bipolar disorder. I am manic bipolar, um, which means I am like up top always like a million miles a minute. Let's do everything right now, now, now. Um, so I've noticed when I'm not taking care of myself and when I am giving more to people than what I can actually afford to give, it also triggers thing like my bipolar disorder does. Um, I will stop eating. I will barely be sleeping. Um, I'll be starting a million projects and we'll finish none of them. Um, and when that starts to happen, it starts to affect my home life. It starts to affect, um, my relationship with my friends and everything. I start to get really closed off because I become extremely overwhelmed and, um, overwhelmed to the point where like, I cannot process things. And I actually just had this happen this past week. Um, because within the past couple months, I mean, we all are going through, you know, something that we all have never, ever been through before. And right. it's thrown everybody for a loop. But then after things started opening back up and we're trying to get some normalcy back into our lives, I had a lot of things happen in my personal life. I lost a very dear friend of mine. Um, and that kind of affected me. And after I lost her, it was just domino of things happening. And then I got brought back into work and I got thrown back into work full time and going back to work full time after not working for almost half a year, it, it just got me to the point where like, I just couldn't, like, I just started shutting down. And that's when I finally was like, okay, I have to stop. I need to pull back from everybody and everything because I'm not taking care of myself. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to realize that um, and get to the point that maybe we can, there's, I feel like there's always telltale signs of when things are going to happen. You, you feel that build almost. Mm -hmm. um, and then, I mean, you, you and I have spoken before where you have come to me and it's like, I don't understand like things. I just don't feel right. Like I'm upset for no reason. And that's when I usually tell you, okay, I think it's time for you to separate yourself and for you to sit down and really just kind of think. Yep. hundred um, percent. I think that's and, what uh, float tanks are so, so exceptional for. Cause like I find myself completely desensitized, no noise, no sound, no smell, no, no visual stimulation, no sonic stimulation, no environmental situations, no nothing. It's complete darkness. It's complete shutdown mode. 110% and I'm just in there and it's peace. Absolutely. You know? 
you know, and it, it's Absolutely. a complete recharge, you know, and sometimes you have to do it. And, and, and that's why I'm so thankful for the things, you know, our conversations, especially when I need, when I, when, what I need, like, ah, oh, man, I just can't think of it. Or I'll reach out and I'll talk with Tony. I'm like, ah, oh, man, do this. Or I'll tell you, I'll share something with him or I'll share something with you or I'll share something with Sean or I'll talk with Jason too. I mean, it's like, it's all this, this big giant thing and everybody's got a different perspective and recharging is so key no matter how it is i mean sh with sean you know i imagine it's like one of these days where, hey, if he ever comes out to be invites me out to the farm we'll go out there we'll, we'll load up the old uh load up the heaters the old pistolas and go out there and shoot do some shooting therapy you know what i mean yeah yeah ain't nothing like a little bit of controlled destruction but then there's sometimes where you just gotta shut everything down and as and as empaths as healers as as people you know as humans we have to learn to shut that down. What, what do you think, Tony, that, that uh, these things are? Do you think these things, can you tell when it is, when it's, uh, uh, what triggers these episodes? Like, you know, Misella, you too. I mean, both of you, just, you know, fill me in. What is it that you think that is this, these triggers? I mean, because well, I, I think, I think intuitively, you know, you kind of always know to yourself what you're bringing forth or like what you got going on, right? <laughs> Like you can kind of feel like if you're going down into a negative spiral, you can kind of feel when things are going in a positive direction, you know? So it's like just being able to tap into that intuition and knowing to yourself like, okay, like it seems like it's starting to get bad. Like what can I do to change the direction of, of where things are going, you know? But it's not always easy when you have, uh, you know, things to do in life, you know, like things that need to get done, like work or, you know, what, whatever it may be, yeah. you know? So I think, uh, trusting your intuition and trying to find that balance of doing what needs to get done, but also doing what you need to do for yourself. Because, you know, if you're not putting yourself first, sometimes you can't get anything else done, you know? Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I want to say sometimes I'm, I'm old and sometimes it feels like life is like a pendulum, you know, like all the shit seems to go in one direction, but then it swings back the other direction. Like, it's everything is great or everything just sucks, you know, and it and we swing back and forth in that. And my goal has always been to not make as many waves in my energy so that my pendulum isn't wildly swinging from left to right. So it's not about controlling everything, but it's about preparing now for the energy that you're putting forward next. Because it's like we're, we're stepping on our energy as we go. And so you have to be mindful of the energy you're projecting ahead of yourself sometimes. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, um, one of my best friends gave me probably one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever had um, a couple years ago. Um, I was saying how I was having a hard time kind of moving through things and they looked at me and they're like, well, you realize it's because you're not actually trying to work on anything you are stuck and you are just stuck and you're so frustrated that nothing can move so the best thing to do is when these things come no matter how bad it sucks is just to kind of ride that wave mm -hmm. and to try to keep moving forward to try to work through it instead of trying to stop it mm -hmm. and honestly ever yeah. since i've yeah. learned to just let go and be like all right well this sucks but yep. i'm gonna try to make the best of it and kind of see what i can learn from it um um as adam 
knows from the conversation that I had with my dear sister yesterday, I said that yep. some people learn, have a hard time learning from pain. Um, but I've been very thankful to be able to change that pain and channel it into something else so that instead of stepping away from it, thinking, man, this, that really fucking sucked. Like, I wish that that wouldn't have happened. It's like, okay, well, um, it's unfortunate that that happened, but mm -hmm. I'm thankful that it did because I've learned this and this from it. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. You grow stronger from pain. You grow stronger from loss, go stronger from the negative, all the bad, everything that happens. I mean, you got to look at it two ways. One, like you said, it's all bad. It sucks. Or you can learn that lesson. And I mean, there's always something, there's always something you can learn, you know what I yeah. mean? And, I, and I've struggled with that my, my whole life thinking, oh, this is shit. This is bullshit. You know, I don't want to learn this. This is, I don't want to feel that pain. I don't want to go through that. But now maybe it's because I'm 104 years old. <laughs> I have, <laughs> yeah. I've, I, I've I, learned, I've learned that, oh, oh, there's a lesson here. Ah, oh, so here I am now teaching my kids who are, you know, uh, the three quarters of my age, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I teach them. It's like, look, you know, my, my daughter, she's now, holy crap, she's almost 21. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. And then my son is only, you know, eight. So I try to teach my daughter, you know. It's like, yeah, man, you got problems. Listen, some kill switch engage, and, you know, just figure it out, figure it out together. You want to wear makeup, wear makeup. You want to do your, you know, you want to wear weird hair, wear weird hair. You want to, you want to, you know, braid, you want piercings. Let's get those. That's what you your know? kid's saying to you, right? Well, that too, <laughs> that too, you know, that too. But, but my, my daughter is such a beautiful soul and understanding that in pain comes lessons and lessons comes mm. growth. Yeah, absolutely. And right? you know, you know what empathy is? It's paying attention to other people's tests and failures and successes and, and feeling and learning from their mistakes and their lessons as well. You sure. know, it's, yep. you don't have, I don't have to learn the lessons that Ella had to learn if she talks to me about it, you yep. know? So everything she's gone through, I can use in my own life, but it'll never happen. I'll never find those successes unless I can empathize with her and hear what she's been through or Antonio. Or even yeah. Sean, he's like a dad of some crazy kids, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's got like definitely crazy. He's got like eight kids and chickens right. too, right? And and me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody learns. You could everybody love everybody. Yeah. That's what I always say, right? I mean, everybody get the fuck down. Let's get everybody love everybody. Yeah, let's do it, right. <laughs> but Absolutely. at the same time, you know, pay attention. You know, something Miss Ella has gone through, I've gone through. You know, something Mr. Antonio has gone through, I've gone through. Mm -hmm. But when we come together, it's not a matter of, it, it, it's not a matter of, oh, well, let me one-up you. It's a matter of like, oh, man, you know what? I see you yep. and, and I sympathize with you. Let's, uh, how do we help you come up from this? Yeah. You know? Caveman not, stories. Right. I think that's why, like, I have been so transparent about the things that have happened to my life, not because I enjoy talking about them, not because I enjoy reliving them, but because I know how alone I felt through things. 100%. And I, I don't want anybody else that I love or that I care about or that I even come in contact with. Like, I don't even really have to know you and I can still give a shit and still... Yeah say like 
man, like what you're going to really sucks. Like, how can I help you? Um, there was somebody that I was friends with a while ago. And the one thing that always kind of stuck out that they would say to me is not, not how do I help you? It's how can I help you feel well? Yes. What can I do to help mm-hmm. you feel well? Yep. It, Cause it's, it's not about like what you can do. And sometimes it's not even physically doing something. It's just being there, just listening. Like I, I always tell my husband because my husband is a wonderful man and but he always like wants to be that knight in shining armor. Like I, I want to take everything away. And I had to sit down and say, well, sometimes there's physically nothing that you can do. Sure. Sometimes the only thing that you can do is just be there. Yeah. And sometimes I think that we don't realize, or we don't understand even how much your presence in somebody's life can make a difference because mm-hmm. they know that they can come to you. Yeah, you know, awesome. I realized something with a, with a spouse was that that person already put all the thought they could into the situation, and then they're coming to me overwhelmed. I, yep. I'm not going to have the answer. So sometimes maybe you're right. It's just best to go, oh, wow, that sucks, and just hold each other till it's over, you know? Yeah, bring me Absolutely. Some bring me some, you know, some something comfort blanket give me a fucking hat i don't, I don't know I, I, I don't have the answers but I, I i know that you know you're absolutely right miss ella I, I sit there how about that so when i come out of whatever's going on in this head that's exploding i got i got somebody right oh hey okay cool i'm back you know yep, yep, yep. or i find this is something sean can relate to as well because like i find myself like when i go out and i'm shooting you know i've got that yeet cannon by the way which i absolutely love um i'm i i unloading that thing and i'm sitting there and i got 20 rounds i'm going down boom 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 and all of a sudden i don't hear anything no gunshots no environment no nothing and i'm completely focused on where that bullet's headed right i come out of that thing like ooh, drop that clip get ready for another one i take off my head my headset and i'm like wow you know what i mean and then i'm kind of recentered you know what I mean? Mm. Recharged and things just, things just come back into focus. I'm like, Oh man. But then it's like, okay, so now I'm back. You know what I mean? I went through what I had to go through with this little gun training or something traumatic or some kind of breakdown. And I take off my headset and I'm back. I'm like, okay, thank you for being here. You know what I mean? And it's just difficult for a lot of us to shut out that noise. It's a little difficult for a lot of us to forget that trauma. So uh, it's a lot of us have, you know, outlets. I have other than guns. I have guitars. You know what I mean? I've, I find myself in my, my little guitar spot and I light up my candles. I light up my incense. I light up my burner. I turn on my Mesa boogie and I strap on that eight string, eight strings of death and destruction <laughs> <laughs> you know and i turned that son of a bitch up to well i can't turn it up past three because the neighbors are old and they get mad at me throw rocks <laughs> and, that's beside the point but i still unload and i and i come back and i you know like i forget everything and then i come out and my kids are like hey dad how's it going i'm like yeah <laughs> i mean how how else do you how else do you recharge i mean how else do you you know how else? I mean, uh, there's a lot of times that you know, I find myself in that garage, you know, for hours, you know? I don't have any hobbies. No? Mm-mm. You know? Well, I, I like think, 
I feel like we all have something in our life that doesn't really matter what it is. It's just something that always kind of brings us back to who we are, just kind of grounds us. Um, like you said, whether it's playing guitar, whether it's just sitting, listening to music, maybe watching a yep. movie or reading a book or, you know, whatever it may be, there's always something that just kind of calms us. Like I'm strange. So one of my favorite <laughs> movies is the cell. It's a movie about a yes. serial killer, yep. yes. but there's something oddly calming, even though that movie is very heavy. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's something very calming about it. And it's kind of me, monotone actually. Yeah. I think it's, it's, um, all the, uh, the visuals in the yeah. movie for me, because it's so, that movie is pure art to me. hundred percent. And 100%. so, it's like, it's one of those movies where like I can watch it and completely zone out. And that is the only thing that I'm thinking about, mm. you yeah. know? So it's just, I feel like it's just, it doesn't really have to be anything big. It's just whatever does it for you. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that weird? Zero dark 30 does that for me. I can just watch that movie and relax. Yeah. I like that one. I like I, 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 pan's labyrinth. It's one of those weird movies that does that for me too. You know what I mean? Oh, I love that movie. Oh, hundred percent. Especially because it's Spanish. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, ah, oh, man, cool. And I'm watching, I remember watching it the first time and my kids were like, and I'm just like blown away by everything <laughs> in it. You know what I mean? And my kids are like, what is he saying, dad? I'm like, can you see? What is he saying, dad? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know, but you're right. Something, something like that. Ah, oh, the cell is such a beautiful movie too. It is. But Jennifer it's like, Lopez, right? It's very visually yes. stimulating. Um, I actually, yeah. I actually had my husband watch it with me for the first time a couple weeks ago, because it was one of those movies where I had watched it and I remember loving it so much, and then I just kind of got away from it, mm. and I happened to think about it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to watch this movie. And he sat down and he watched it. And he was like holy shit and i was like your mind is fucking blown right <laughs> right because that movie was what that movie was made in like what 2000 yeah mm-hmm. it was ahead of its time yeah it was Wait, so it was ahead of its time and i was mm-hmm. just like who like they thought of everything and I, i'm a very detail oriented person so they thought of like down to the smallest everything. detail Ooh. and the whole time all i could think about was what does it smell like yeah. yeah. Is, wow. Yes. That's like, always my question. What does the movie smell like? I feel like <laughs> when she's walking into the basement, it would smell like kind of damp and like mm. dingy. But then as she's walking into like the inner circle, it would smell like incense and ex- something expensive. And it's just like it. I think it just triggers so much in my mind that I don't even have to think about whatever else is going on. Yeah, yeah, you're you're not only assaulted by the visual stimulation of it, all of a sudden your brain starts thinking other. And that's those are the amazing yeah. music, movies, art, uh it, everything. I mean, Tony, you I've seen you and, and my boy Tadpole throw down some heat, just throw down some heat in the moment and you guys are just completely focused, having a great time though, mind you. But you, you guys are, you guys, 
that's why I got so attached to you guys is because you guys assaulted me sonically. But then all at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, man, where are these tones? What is he thinking? What are these, where are these feelings come from? What is he feeling when he's playing that, you know? Oh yeah. I definitely think that music is like, uh, a like vessel an escape almost, you know, um, I don't know if escape is like the best word, but maybe, uh, like at least when I try to come up with like, sounds you know i try to think of whatever i'm feeling in the moment and i think how can i capture this moment in my life into a feeling into a sound you know what i mean yeah and i think for me personally that's therapeutic you know and it always it's like a time capsule as well you know i could always hear a song that we've made and i'm like oh that takes me to this time or to yeah. this feeling or something you know but yeah i mean for everyone it's different like i think uh just sitting in my room with the lights off like a dim light and just writing for me is therapeutic, you know, it gets me out of like, whatever else I got going on, or maybe not gets it out, but it allows me to channel it into something different, into something beautiful, like a song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, like, like I said, man, I keep telling everybody about Meridian Parkway. I'm, of oh, course, I'm going to, I'm going to fanboy out, man. Of course I am. You know, you guys are my boys. Plus when I get to LA, you know, we're going to eat some ceviche, some tacos, some cervezas. We're going to eat oh, some yes, beach. Sir. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, I just need to go back there. But more, more importantly, you know, I just want to connect with you guys. You know what I mean? You guys are, you guys are, are well, you specifically, I don't know about Tadpole, but you specifically are more of the, more of the enlightened type of person that I usually hang out with and speak with and just, you know, shoot the shit, have a coffee, have a shot of whiskey and just talk about, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. One of these days, Miss L and I will sit down. We'll have a shot of whiskey or coffee and, and shoot the shit about the stars. I don't care. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. But the point is the connection between you two has been just like epic. You know what I mean? And then, you know, even with Sean, him and I have been talking. We were talking about it before I started this podcast for years, right? How many years was it, Sean? Three, four Oh, gosh, uh, I'd probably say five or six. Five or six. This is when I was working building guns. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and then that connection is on a much higher level. Obviously, with Jason, I've had this. We've had a connection for a better part of a decade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we always have conversations that are deep-rooted in health, mental health, and getting together. And, hey, man, let's do this, you know? And I, I'm thankful for all this, you know? And I wish, uh, I wish Alex was here. I, I would really like you guys to meet him. He's, I don't know where he's at. He's tied up or whatever. But spiritual growth. I mean, I can't even stress about it. You know, sometimes some of us are born, born into it. Sometimes uh, we're baptized by blood. Sometimes we're baptized by experience. Sometimes we're blessed with, you know, friends saying, hey, you should try this. I mean, what, what got you into, you know, either Tony, Jason, anybody? What got you into being more aware of your spiritual side? For me, uh, I don't know if you caught this in the conversation yesterday with uh, my sister Solo, um, but she had asked me the same question. And I said, well, you know, growing up, I grew up in the church, grew up in a very Christian home, um, but it, it never really felt right to me. 
Um, and I, I kept trying and I kept trying, but it just, it always just kind of felt forced and nothing ever really felt natural. And like, I always just kind of had this hole, this void in my life that I just felt like something was missing. And I, I kept trying to fill it and everything I kept trying to fill it with just, just, it didn't work. And I was so depressed and so unhappy and life just kind of seemed pointless. And then, um, when I met my first coven is when they basically kind of opened me up and it's like, okay, well you realize this and this and this about you. Right. And it was stuff that like, once they started to explain made a lot more sense Mm -hmm. things in my life that had happened made a lot more sense and why things were progressing the way that they were made a lot more sense. And Ever since then, it was just kind of like, I've just, you know, been on my path and I've been very blessed to have the spiritual community that I do. Um, It went from only knowing a couple of other witches to having multiple witches, having multiple spiritual people, um, practitioners, whatever titles you may go by. And it's been so beautiful because it has really helped me grow. It has really helped me blossom because every single one of them, every single one of you who come into my life, I have something to learn from. Um, We all have special things about us. We all have something to teach each other. And I'm very thankful that this is always going to be an ongoing thing. It's always going to be an ongoing knowledge. Um, It's strange to me now that I have people coming to me for advice, coming to me for suggestions when before it was, I have no idea what I'm doing, (laughs) going to multiple people saying, "I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know, you know, but I've really taken the time to like sit and get to know myself. Um, I um, am a bit huge bookworm. I read a lot. Um, and everything that kind of comes to mind, I will read about. Um, I, I think it's important to understand everything, um, even if it's something that you are not going to practice yourself, because fear usually comes from the unknown because you don't understand something. So a lot of the times, even if something scares me, I'm still going to read about it because I need to understand it. Um, because I also want to respect it and you can't respect something that you don't understand. Right. Right. So it's, it's been a great journey and I'm very thankful to be in the position that I feel now, um, being off work for the long time sucked, but it gave me a lot of time to do a lot of work on myself and to really think about what is really important and to really get to know I've done a lot of shadow work over this time, pulling out all the negative things, pulling out all the things that just were toxic to me um, and starting to rearrange my life, realize that there are some people that I can no longer have a part of my life, not because I don't love them. I do very much, but everything has a shelf life. Yep. And not everybody is meant to stay in your life. Not forever. 
Yep. Right, we, right. We have, to, we have to imagine that everybody is like a, a planet in the solar system and comets and asteroids. They come and they circle us and then they leave. Or sometimes we're in alignment and sometimes they're on the other side of the galaxy. Giving yeah. up on somebody doesn't mean permanently. It just means until their orbit brings them back around for you to decide if you have the strength or if they have the growth to work again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. I 110% agree with that. Yeah. And it's, it's been really great, Adam, when you came into my life, like you just kind of showed up one day. And <laughs> I kind of do that like, a, like Miley Cyrus a little bit. You know what I mean? He does <laughs> do that. It was, <laughs> it was great though, because at first I was like, kind of, I feel like we were just kind of feeling each other out, like getting to know. And the, the yeah. longer I've known you, I feel really blessed um, because I learn a lot from you too. And the conversations that we have are very genuine sure. and yep. it really just comes from the heart. And like to have somebody like you just open up, like you barely knew me and you just started opening up to me. And I felt like that was so beautiful because it wasn't just like, Oh, how's your day? Oh, mm. well, it's raining outside. It was this and this and this happened. This is how I'm feeling. This is why this and the, and yep. it's been wonderful getting to know you that way. I mean, as much as I hate social media, I have met so many great people that live on the other side of the country. <laughs> and it's, it is truly wonderful. Yeah. I'm, I'm lucky. Like I said, like I tell you all the time, I'm, I'm blessed to know you. I, I'm really, I'm really super lucky. And it's just, it's, it just happened. You know what I mean? We just started talking. It is, it, it is what it is. You know? <laughs> it is what it is. And I'm not, I'm not going back on my, you know, at all. That's how, that's how I met Tony too. He just started, Hey man, I love your band. And then all of a sudden I was like, Whoa, we started posting some visual, visual, uh, visual assaults on my senses that hit me deep. You know what I mean? And I don't know, Tony, what, what got you into your, into the, your, your spiritual side? What, what got you more aware? Was it um, uh, probably shrooms? <laughs> I <laughs> where it always agree with that. <laughs> it always starts something like that. So it no, takes no, I wouldn't say it was like that. You know, like I feel like ever since I was a kid, I always been like, like, I just wanted to know like what the purpose of life is, you know, like the deeper side of things, you know, like why am I alive? Why are any of us like, what do we, you know, like, and just th through like that kind of a perspective, I guess, I mean, yeah, shrooms, of course, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I won't, yeah. I won't yeah. deny that that had its part in it, you know, but, uh, <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, no, but necessary. Microdosing is a great way to center yourself, believe it or not. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, yeah, I definitely agree on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just questioning things uh, growing up that like, because I grew up like Catholic, then I went to become Christian. And then after a while, that one didn't really suit me either. And it's just been like a, like a journey of stepping stones of like, 100%. more and more understanding. I mean, personally, like, I don't think one or any of the other religions is wrong or, or you know, right. anything like that. I feel like there's truth in all of it, you know. Mm. But for me personally, I feel like it's just been like a journey of understanding and, that's, um, that's the Gnostic belief. That's, yeah, that's maybe. The, gathering, the gathering of information to know, you know, not to yeah. judge, not to present in a false way, but just to know. And that, so that's cool. That's what life, that's the purpose is to know. 
Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it is to know is like, I really want to know, you know, and sometimes I feel like I know. And then sometimes life will humble me and be like, nah, bro. Like you don't know shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true, man. You're so so true. That's how I grew up too. I was force fed the Catholic religion. And uh, one day when I was booted out of, out of church for wearing a Slayer shirt, why? Why would you kick me out? (laughs) I never, never went back to religion. I hated all sorts of religion. And I didn't like Miss Ella did. I started reading. Um, I started reading everything on, you know, okay, well, what's makes Catholicism so fantastic? Christianity, Buddhism, what makes, uh, oh, there's Alex. Uh, what makes Satanism, uh, atheists, uh, what makes everybody tick? What makes everybody, what, what makes them the way they are. I want to know. I want to understand. So I started going on this journey. I went on this journey. Maybe shrooms had had help in it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and I find finding yourself, finding these different things. I'm going to bring Alex in here. I believe that's Alex. I'm hoping that's Alex. <laughs> yes! Yes, it's Alex! What's yeah. up, man? <laughs> Dude, it's been a long Dude. time. Namaste. Oh, Sorry no. I'm late. Dude, don't be sorry, my brother. I want to introduce you to everybody right now. We have my boy, Tony from Meridian Parkway. What up, hey, man? We nice have you. Nice Miss Ella. Miss Ella, my sister. Uh, Alex. Meet Alex. My boy, Sean. My boy, Jason. This is my boy, Alex. Nice who, to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. That's a lot of Lincoln. Dude, I gotta get my background going here. Yes. There we go. There the former bass player for um, one of my favorite bands in the local scene, Ancria. He is a spiritual healer. He is a guru. He, <laughs> he like, he like Miss Ella and like, like Mr. Tony here. I reach out to each, these three right here, these three people right here, these three beautiful souls in my life. I reach out to randomly or uh, consecutively. And this is how I grow spiritually through these three people right here. You know, and we were just, we were discussing, um, what got you into spirituality? Me? Drop it off. Oh man, I'll try to keep a long story short. So, um, around age four, one of my first real concrete memories, I was in the front yard and just had this overwhelming, like urge to know where I came from. What am I doing here? So I ran back in the house and I asked my mom, like, where did I come from? Where was I before this? And she was like, oh, people ask that their whole lives and they never know. So I put the question away. I was like, cool. And it (laughs) kept coming up. It kept coming up, came up in eighth grade and I started seeking knowledge and there was really nothing around. So I kept putting it away and it came up again real hard when I was in college. I was going a a direction just kind of led by my ego. I was going to be a police officer. I was playing college football and came home in the summer. I was miserable. I was just miserable, really depressed. Uh, living in the world of food, sex, and money, you know. Um, and I was mowing my parents' lawn, and it was like I got struck on the head with lightning. I realized, like, I'm on the wrong path, and I changed my life completely. I quit playing football. I started bartending at a strip club, just made some really, like, radical decisions. I finished my college degree, but changed all my studies to, like, human origins. I really wanted to know, like, what are we doing here? How did we get here? That was the driving force. But I was looking um, externally, you know, so 
Um, long story short, it's getting to be a long story, but I found out about the teachings of the East and meditation and enlightenment, and it just came on like a wave like that. I found out that what I was looking for was inside me. So I dedicated my life to meditation. I was really bad at it, uh, could sit for like three minutes at a time, and it was excruciating. <laughs> but I was at work one day and a coworker walks up to me and she says, here, you need these. And she hands me like 15 to 20 grams of psychedelic mushrooms. And they were like, <laughs> I've never seen anything I'm like telling that. You, man, the before, but they were coated in blue powder. And, and I, I mean, it sounds silly, but I just went home and I took them all. Um, all of them yeah. and i didn't know what i was doing but it, when i read about it now it's called a heroic dose and i would never do that but it, it <laughs> always ripped do that. me it ripped me out of my body ripped me out of my mind i went through the void it was terrifying but um very very enlightening i mean i won't try to put it into words but that was the beginning of of my life here um, for all that, I, that was 25 years ago. For all I know, I'm still laying on the floor in that apartment. This is just a dream. <laughs> but that's shortly after that, Adam, is when I met Jake and Scott and we started yes. Ingria. And the, yes. the ripple of my awakening kind of had an impact on them. And we connected, especially me and Jake, on that spiritual level. Just yes, he did. Like, he understood. He helped me through like reintegration. And he had been through something similar. And... I just started this thing that led me out to Seattle and we did, I don't know how many shows, somewhere between five and eight or 900 shows over 11 years. Easy. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, that was my religion at the time. And I tried to share consciousness with people. One of the things that I came back with from the trip was um, w one thing I'm here for is to help people remember who they are. And to do that, it's not preaching. It's just living in such a way that it reminds people and that's what kind of Ankria was for me. Um, and when, when that ended, uh, the spiritual journey just kept unfolding. I, I got called to kind of get into the healing work and I was just, I, I was really bound up still, um, contracted, had a lot of pain and suffering in myself and didn't really know how to deal with it. So I started asking the universe to provide me with healing that's how that started. And then I went through like massage school and formal Reiki attunements and the healings kind of unfolded through that. And then there's another layer that started. This is almost over. Sorry, guys. It's a long Don't story. Don't be sorry. Dude. I, I want to hear this. <laughs> About four or five years ago, I really got the, the pull to start working with a meditation teacher. Like I'm finally ready to go a little bit deeper with it. So I put it out there just said it out loud in my room and I was guided to a teacher and I've been working with a lineage and was initiated and I'm really getting deep into my own personal journey, undoing all that programming and conditioning and identifying with the body rather than universal life itself. And it's, it's difficult work. So I needed the help and, and the cheerleading. So that's where I'm at, you know, yeah. here, here now. It's been a while since we've talked, so. <laughs> oh, 100%. I mean, I'm definitely one of those guys that's cheerleading in your corner, man, because. I appreciate it, man. I always have been, man. I mean, I've always been drawn to to very, very higher level people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for example, for you, it was always like we were always playing shows together. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And we were always, you know, I don't know. I was kind of this micro tornado over here where you were this calming chaos 
over on this direction and i was always gravitated to you as a friend and and i don't know how many times like hey man let's go let's go out uh, and uh puff on this joint or hey let's go drink a beer yeah, we hey. probably hugged a thousand times um, oh easily you know, and i always felt drawn to certain people in certain bands i could list them but i don't want to make people feel left out but i felt like there was certain people doing it for more than the fame or, or just whatever whatever reasons people go into that that lifestyle um there was like a deeper level going on there and I really vibed on that with you. Uh, yeah. I remember that distinctly. Yeah, I loved it, man. It's that energy. It's like just a matter of of not necessarily standing above everybody and and having all eyes on you. It was more of a more of a year an exchange of energy. Yeah, right? yeah. You know? When you do it right, you get out of the way. There would be periods when me and Jake and Scott would be on stage, and all three of us were just surrendered, and it wasn't just us three. It was everybody in the room collectively contributing. Yes. How different is a practice from a show? It's all that energy from the people that are there. You know, yes. it's so beautiful. Yeah. And it wasn't forced. It was never forced. No. That's the beautiful thing about that no. transfer of energy. I mean, you know, Miss Ella, have you ever had something like that? Something massive or Tony for that fact or Sean? Something so pure and so raw and such chaos and such beauty and purity have you ever had that exchange where you feel it and all of a sudden your soul is just lit on fire i mean lsd did that for me <laughs> like <laughs> I, like i know that i know that sounds like white people hippie bullshit but hell no like legitimately i think that um substances such as like shrooms and lsd aren't given given the um the respect that they are due like when I, I when I first did LSD my friend told me they're like just so you know like after you do this like nothing's ever going to be the same yeah. and you are going to see the world in a very different way and I was Ooh. like okay whatever <laughs> and I went into it not really knowing what to expect. And they told me like the best way to do it is just don't have any expectations. Just take yeah. everything as it comes to you. Yep. And thankfully, like my first time was, it was very, very mild. And the way that we do it is more of like a meditative thing. It's never a party drug. It's right. used as a spiritual tool. And so like we had all the lights off, we had candles lit everywhere and I remember laying down and doing this chakra balancing meditation and I've never felt anything quite as pure as that moment. Wow. Like it was just like, people asked me, they're like, what did it feel like? And I was like, to me, it felt like I was in a really fuzzy, warm ball of light. And like, I was the happiest I have ever felt in my life. And like, there was nothing that could absolutely spoil that. And then even like the day after everything just, I don't know, like some, I hate the way that they show it in movies and TV and stuff like that, because it's like, Oh, like you take it and all of a sudden, like everything's moving and blah, blah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Like that can happen, but it's not always like that. And right. for me, like I was, I guess part of me was expecting to have like this epiphany during the trip when in reality, that's not what happened at all. It hit me like months later mm -hmm. that you're right. 
I did start to notice more things. I felt like my intuition was stronger that my, my ability to feel what other people are feeling became stronger. It was, I wasn't, I was able to see past the veil of bullshit that most people just take as truth. And it was not so much in what was being laid before me and what I was physically seeing. Like I've always heard that quote, like I don't need ears to hear and I don't need eyes to see. And I was like, all right, whatever. But legitimately that's how it feels. Like everything, everything that you're not saying, everything that you're not doing, I'm still hearing everything that you're saying. Like even without you saying it to me, I know what's going on. I know what you're feeling. And it's just it has changed my life in such a positive way that it it humbled me nice you know and it was just one of the best things that's ever happened to me spiritually because i mean it's amazing i can't even i can't even like even really put into words how wonderful that felt to finally break through that thing that I felt like I just kind of had plateaued and didn't really know where else to go. And then it was just like, all right, well, this is what you're going to do now. Um, And instead of you just ignoring it now, you can't ignore it because it's right in front of you. Um, And ever since then, you know, I've had multiple people come into my life that, um, that I really needed. Like you and I have spoken about how, you know, I have many mentors in my life and my very first mentor who she also has become one of my absolute best friends. I put it out into the universe that I needed her to come into my, uh, somebody to come into my life because at that point I felt lost because my path was going in a different way that I didn't have anybody to really guide me on how to do things. And she came into my life and like a couple days after I had actually physically met her, I was like, holy crap. (laughs) And then it's just boom, boom. Everything just started falling into place. And it's definitely become that quality over that quantity where like, yeah, material things are nice, but having these people in my life means so much more. Oh, yeah. 100%. And it all started with LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Sometimes you need that kickstart, though, you know? I mean, Tony, what, what about you, man? Man, I don't know. I, I like, uh, I don't know if I've had an experience like that. Like, don't get me wrong. I've had some crazy spiritual experiences on, like, psychedelics, and I definitely think they'll take you there. But, I mean... No, I don't think it's happened for me yet. I would it's like just, it to. It's just been one long one, right? That's what it feels like, bro. It's like it's like uh, how Alex said. Well, who knows if we ever came back? We might still yeah. be laying on the right. floor, you know. <laughs> one long spiritual epiphany. Yeah. Well, Seriously. then I want to. I want to know why you guys are laying on the floor with me then, because uh, yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> once. <laughs> you know these this. I keep I keep talking about it, but you know these these accidents have brought me to to realize that not everything is going to always be a physical or a, uh, I got kind of lost in my words. I'm trying to, trying to figure not everything is going to be as it seems, you know what I mean? 
you know, I'm sure I've gone through the physical therapy. I've gone through, you know, uh, that, that first when I got, okay, let's go back real fast. When I got hit the first time I got this massive concussion, I was, you know, wondering where the fuck I was at, why I was on the side of the road. All of a sudden blue lights, blue and red lights. I'm seeing a guy who lost his eye. Uh, apparently he didn't have an eye to begin with and it tripped me out. Everybody behind me, I'm confused. The whole next month, I don't remember going to work. I don't remember leading a crew. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember dealing, uh, repairing damage on the freeways. I don't remember driving. I don't remember a lot of shit. Comedy clubs. I don't remember going to the comedy clubs and getting on stage and making people laugh. I don't remember doing that. I don't really remember doing all that shit. I don't rem- didn't remember I played guitar. I didn't remember that I drew. I didn't remember that I liked to read. You know, I found my, my favorite book, The Celestine Prophecy, again, but that's beside the point. Uh, I, I didn't know a lot of shit. But then, but one thing that I always remembered for whatever reason was I remembered, I'm going to go into this float tank. And for whatever reason, it kick-started a whirlwind of healing, a whirlwind of reconnecting with people that I forgot that I had had even. I had conversations with Alex, you know, and he wasn't even in the room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, I've done that, I don't know how many times, you know? Yeah. And I've done, I just find myself reconnecting. And if you've ever gotten into a float tank, it's like when, you know, when you first take that, you know, that, you know, that half a bag of mushrooms that I, I've never done. Uh, and all of a sudden, the, the sparks kick in. And all of a sudden, boom! The cataclytic, conv- this uh, catastrophic, this big, big chain reaction of lights and explosions and peoples and feeling. All of a sudden, all that shit started clicking. And all of a sudden, things, my brain started firing on all cylinders. Wow. That's when I started discovering other music you know obviously i'm i'm big into death metal i don't know why i don't know why i have such this big obsession with death metal suddenly before i never liked it you know what i mean i didn't even really like slayer i mean i i did but nah, i'm like ah fucking slayer yay slayer but now i'm like oh fucking slayer and then death metal and wheeler walker jr and fucking nwa which i've always loved nwa don't get me wrong i'm fucking i'm always down but don't not fuck the police though, because I got friends in the police department, but beside the point, <laughs> beside the point, but yeah, this whole time it's like, you know, I don't understand. One thing I don't understand is one, one event. And I'm going to tell you, and this is for all three of you, all four of you, Sean, you jump in, feel free. But there was something that happened to me, September 14th, 1994, specifically because this happened on my last float. It clicked in my brain. I had this reoccurring memory, re- recurring dream, excuse me. And it started on that day. Uh, in this dream, I'm running up a hill, okay? And I can feel the grass. I can smell the grass. I can feel the air. I feel the electricity in the air. I can feel, I can see the, the sky is blood red. And I'm seeing these people to the left, seeing these people to the right. I mean, there's two and two on each side of me. I'm running up this hill. I jump off that cliff. And I didn't even hesitate. Head first, boom, into that water. And I changed, and I, I'm tattooed on this arm here because this is the first arm I looked at, and I had these scales as I was looking at my body. And this reoccurring dream has happened to me for, like I said, since 1994, specifically that date. Would, do you guys have any knowledge as to what 
and why somebody would have a reoccurring dream on that level, like, yeah, I don't even know what else to say about it. I mean, do you guys have any kind of knowledge? I mean, do you have any experience with reoccurring dreams? Do you? I definitely have uh, several reoccurring dreams that have been going on for 15, 20 years. Like there's one where there's some mansion somewhere and like everybody I've ever known is there. I call it thug mansion or God mansion. (laughs) Um, But I've also had a dream like astral experience where I was a humanoid being that was also partially bovine, like partially cow. And I could feel my body and it felt really real. I felt what that being felt she was female and when i came back from that for a while i couldn't eat any cow products just the same way i wouldn't eat human meat it was a very strange like sympathetic connection with a dream experience so i don't have any like direct knowledge but like a you know we are source consciousness and we've been alive forever doing a lot of things in a lot of different dimensions so who knows if that's a memory or an actual experience you know it's pretty amazing my my thinking when you're saying that i mean yeah it it could be a memory past uh, lifetime or it also could be that you're in a part of your life where you now are just kind of fearlessly you know who you are like you know where you're going nothing's yeah yeah so like you're you're not gonna stop like yeah like you see this cliff and instead of you waiting for other people to tell you that it's okay and for other people to be be there to support you you're like fuck this like i got this whatever jump off that fucking cliff and it's like it doesn't really matter what's waiting on the other end of that cliff or below that cliff because whatever it is you're ready for it you're yeah you're gonna adapt adapt. yeah that's Mm -hmm. cool yeah i like that that's what life is a series of those moments over and over again until you succeed absolutely i have a lot of deja vus like i'll i'll be going i'll go through a moment and be like I remember this moment yeah, and it's, it makes me feel like, man, I'm on the right path. You know, like it, yeah. it, feel, it feels pretty good. It feels pretty when good. I was younger, I used to imagine if you go far enough in the future, this exact moment would happen again. So that means this yeah. exact moment, we've had this podcast infinite times. And if I remember that I get weird deja vu. I don't know if yeah. it's true or not, but <laughs> you know, I, I went into meditation and I, I asked what time was and I was shown that time was the bubble around our universe, right? And then, like, well, just last year, I saw something on Twitter. Scientists reveal that time is just a bubble around our universe. And I was like, what the fuck? We <laughs> live know? in a weird time where science is starting to prove the metaphysical stuff. Like, I just read a thing about dark energy, which is this energy that they've found in the universe that invites things to expand. Mm. And you here's some people talked about shakti or they're calling on the goddess energy and it causes expansion like damn they could be talking about the same exact thing right <laughs> it's always funny. funny 
It's always funny when I hear like scientists have proven that really everything does have energy and everything yeah. does give off vibrations. <laughs> and like, we've only been saying this for how long? And y'all have been calling us crazy for how long? Right. Burning, burning our ancestors at the stake for exactly yeah. saying the same thing. Come on, you know? Oh my so gosh, my dad is an astrophysicist. So I think growing yes. up in a house yeah. where... He's, he studies the physics of space and, you know, they've launched a thing that's floating around the sun that does infrared measurements of stars. And, you know, growing up in a household where he was supposedly on the cutting edge of science, you really, I realize like how little we know. We're living in an absolute mystery, man. It's, it's yep. freaking cool. They won't admit that. No, 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 no. They try to control everything we learn anyway, you know? I'll tell them, like, you don't know what hydrogen is. I know what hydrogen is. It's electrons. They're like, well, what's an electron? Well, it's, you know, if you go small enough, they can't explain it. <laughs> it's another universe. Yeah, the thing yeah. isn't the label. That's exactly. Right. The yeah. thing is the question. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But I, I, I was like talking it. to my friend, Tammy. And she was saying that we were talking about that, how the time is cyclical, you know, and that we're just kind of like tape recording over old past. And that's why it's yeah, become no so cartoonish. Shit. You know what I mean? Wow. And I was wow. like, this is a great theory. You know, <laughs> we're just going through the same things every hundred years, but with different characters. But we yes. don't live that long. So generally nobody notices it, you know? Yes. Yes. I, I've noticed that uh, in a lot of, meditational sessions I, I don't know how often you i do like okay let, i do a lot of weird shit i try the hot yoga those leathery old people in the back they tell me not to or where they put me in front so they can watch me i don't know when i do my squats whatever whatever they want to do but you know you find different different methods or you find yourself doing different things or you find yourself different connections um i don't really know i mean i've done you know uh I don't know how deep you guys go into trying to find yourself or discover yourself, but I mean, I can't do any drugs. I can't smoke any weed. Trust me, I want to, because I'm a badass grower too, and I smoke some really good weed. Uh, I can't because um, my CDL, and I'm really focused. I really am so fucking proud of that fucking CDL, and I'm just like kicking myself in the ass for it, but I love it. You know what I mean? Nice. And I think that's pretty cool, though, man. Yeah. I, yeah. And it, shout out I, to alcohol, by the way. Let's not diminish its effects on our bodies. BSB, mm -hmm. Adelos, Coronas. <laughs> mm. I, I had a great white Russian this weekend, you know what I mean? Man, what, I could have gone his for name? 10 more. What was his name? <laughs> Morris. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I like to, um, I found myself doing cryotherapy, you know, oh. you're subjecting myself to negative 295 degrees for 97. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Chicago, okay. so I get it. I did the same oh, thing. Yes, you do. <laughs> but that was unforced, and you know, it was unre you didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> Still shrinks your little penis, you know what I yes. mean? Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. It's cold. Yep. I remember singing Soprano in that little thing. I mean, I was like, <laughs> it was fucking cold, bro. That's it why was, you like yeah. the Bee Gees. I, I love the Bee Gees, especially the death metal version of the Bee Gees. But Ooh. anyway, so I'll do that. I'll do, uh, you know, float tanks. Obviously, um, I will never do acupuncture again because this, uh, I, I just, I, unless it's in a different environment, but I went into community, a community. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So man. you're in a room with a bunch of other people, right? The, yeah. Yes. It kind of weirded me out. I kind of, I was like, he's like, okay, I'm going to put another person. I'm like, ah. And I woke up 15 minutes later. I'm like, oh, God, help me. 
You know, I have a hard time with acupuncture, man. Like yeah, uh, me too. I've had it where I'm laying on the table and, and the needles, I've made the mistake of asking how far the needles go in. So once I learned how far they go in, I like, I was afraid to move my hands and then I'm laying on this table for like 40 minutes and they're out of the room. So it's hard for me to relax. I can yeah. feel the energy though. It's like plugging into a wall socket. Yeah, dude. Wait, no. yeah, I haven't I, tried acupuncture, but I had cupping done. Oh, um, yeah. Saw that. About, about like a month or so ago. And it was probably one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever done. However, afterwards, it was wonderful. Like, I would do it all over again. And some, like, the girl kept asking me, like, are you okay? Is the pressure okay? And I was like, I'm pretty much just accepting the fact that this sucks <laughs> and that it hurts and that afterwards I'm going to feel better. So you do what yeah. you got to do. <laughs> Did you go for an injury, if you don't mind me asking, or was it just for general wellness? Um, just for general, well, my back, the muscles in my back had been really messed up. And okay. I was extremely tense and because I was under so much stress, um, like I was holding it all in the top, like in my shoulders and stuff like that. And like, it hurt to move, it hurt to sleep, it hurt to do anything. And I was like, I need some relief. And my mom is like, let me pay for you to get a massage. So I did make the mistake of getting a deep tissue massage the same day that I got cupping. I don't suggest that. Yeah. After the cupping. Oh, I got it. Uh, it was before the cupping. Okay. And Still, though, yeah, that's a lot of trauma on the tissue in one day. I felt like crap the next day. Yeah. Um, and so that's when I was like, I probably overdid it. But let me tell you, I left that place. And that, well, that morning, I had woken up with the worst anxiety. Oh. After I left, my anxiety was completely gone. All of the pain in my back was completely gone. Like I was, I walked out of there feeling, feeling like I had a new back mm -hmm. and I told my husband, I was like, you know, it really hurt and it really sucked to physically go through that. But sometimes pain is just necessary to push through yeah. things. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and sometimes when you just accept that that's what's happening, it, I mean, it still hurts, but it's not as bad because you're just accepting, okay, this hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like cleaning a garage. Sometimes you got to make a mess before you clean things up. And it goes with the massage work yeah. uh, and the energy healing and the emotional level and the mental level. There's usually like, you might feel a little bit worse after a treatment, but then yeah. you feel better, better than ever after you heal up. So Absolutely. I've gone through a lot of healing myself. Like I said, yeah, like you Sounds you know, like it, man. The car, those, the, uh, I have such a fantastic lady here named uh, Dr. Katie. She's my chiropractor, and she was the one doctor in all of this, these injuries, you know, the, both accidents. You know, she's like, okay, she's like, <laughs> after the first one, she's like, um, okay, no more getting hit by trucks. How about that? Deal? And I'm like, yes, deal. The next day I came in, I was like, I got hit by a truck. <laughs> so, and she was the only one who would not. She, um, she knew how I wanted to be. I didn't want any drugs. Like even now, I, I, I don't even know how to say it. Asymptophen. What is with Tylenol? I don't Acetaminophen. know. Acetaminophen. That too. <laughs> 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 Damn it. You know? And so I, I, I don't even like taking that. 
I'll suffer through a headache. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take myself a cold shower. I'm going to streak the neighborhood. I'm going to chase some old people. I don't know, something to get rid of this headache, something to get out of that mind. But Dr. Katie never pushed, once pushed on uh, medication, um, pills like everybody else did in, in this whole this whole healing process. Yeah. Actually, matter, matter of fact, she was always like, okay, massage work. And so that's when I started going to Oli Float. And I wish I got dang it. Corella is her name. She's um, she started out the massage with a chant and did some work. She did. She did work. I'm talking. You ever had your soul extracted and, <laughs> and kind of like wrung in your hands and then kind of like shook out and then thrown back into your body. It was like that. It was like that. On, on a spiritual, she had these things lit up in the room and she just like, you know, it was awesome. I just can't even, you know, shout out to Krella and Dan at Oli Float. God damn, yes. You know, <laughs> damn. But, you know, uh, I, uh, there's so many other avenues of healing, you know. Yeah. Connect, connecting with somebody, connecting with you, Alex, connecting with you, Miss Ellen, you know, Sean, you know, hey, man, let's, let's talk some food. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's like, you know, there's other avenues of healing that I think people need to realize that not our, everything is medication, but at the same time, if you need that medication, you do your thing, you know, do you think boo-boo do you think? Yeah. And they're just, they're just tools like, like mushrooms or acid are tools for self self-awareness what they're unlocking is already there. Yep. Um, and I fully believe in the, the drug free uh, possibility for healing. There's, so many potentials and avenues you can do it through diet positive thinking i think dealing with multiple levels like you're doing is really wise deal with the body and the emotions and all of it it's total package total package deal you make change on one level it affects all the other levels so, you can't yep. change one part of the eq without another part sounding exactly that's a great metaphor i never thought about an eq for a yeah. metaphor like yeah, yeah, I think we both, all of us understand that, you know. Turn yeah, my we, base up, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just that base. <laughs> I wanted to ask, can I hire you just to walk behind <laughs> me and go, oh, man. And then bring in Tony for the for the sonic ar- ar- array. Of yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I don't know, man. I just, you know, I'm enjoying, you know, riding around in this meat, meat popsicle and and then connected with different people and just having a good Meat time popsicle <laughs> <laughs> i call it a i call it a flesh prison yeah. <laughs> the fleshy <laughs> prison man the fleshy yeah. prison i had a friend i told her you're my favorite bag of chemicals in this universe you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i i don't know man there's so many different things and so many different levels i mean of healing that I don't, you can't just put it into one podcast and, you know, and surround yourself with this, you know, three, three, a highly that I find very, very important in my life individuals, but you can't, you you could go on for days, you know? Mm. I mean, I guess sit and talk to universe with Tony because I don't know. I connect to Tony because he, he's a guitar player as well, but then his, you know, his, God damn, his writing is what what, uh, what attracted me. Art, his art is what attracted me. You know what I mean? His what his what he does, what what Alex does. You know, he, he he's always you know giving that off that energy. You know, yeah. Miss Ella has always given off that energy to me. You know, it's been always. I'm like shit. I know you. 
I know you. I see you. I, I know who you are. And because not, not on a, I, I remember what I said to you. I was like, this is, I'm not trying to be creepy or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't. And I wasn't. And I was no, actually. No, you were a gentleman. Have that, to be. That's how we do it. We have to be gentlemen. We have to remember, you know, we are humans first, you know, yeah. gender, gender second, humans first. You know, how are you going to treat that other human? How do you want, yeah. how do you want to be treated? You know what I mean? You mm. want somebody to treat you like a savage? Well, go find a savage. I, I have to say it was, it was very refreshing in the way that you approached, you know, our friendship and everything, because I mean, you've seen the kind of modeling I do and stuff like that. And people only pay attention to that. Very few see more than that. And that's what was nice is that it felt like you saw my soul instead of just seeing the physical. Right. Yeah. And 100% that's important. where that connection, like really where I was like, okay, this guy's serious. Like he's not just trying to play this up because he knows who and what I am, but he mm-hmm. sees it. He respects it. 100%. That's Adam. And you know, it was just like, damn, that's why you're mi hermano, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That's why I love, I, I mean, what do I say to everybody? I always say everybody love everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a hard platform to be on. To, like, I, I realized that when I ate all those mushrooms that we're like all the same being. Like, I realized yep. it was truth for me, but that's not something everybody wants to hear but i feel like people in this uh, podcast can definitely vibe with that you know i've, had a, I've had a similar experience recently of uh, some mushrooms and it was uh, probably one of the most terrifying uh experiences but uh <laughs> the individual's gotta go if you want to know beyond it and yeah definitely shit, man <laughs> it uh, can be definitely <laughs> yeah. yeah mushrooms can be terrifying you know i mean I, I remember one time you know i think it was that same date um, my buddy, his name was uh, Antonio. He, him, and I did wash dishes at La IHAP. We did. We were doing dishes, and all of a sudden, he's like, "Hey, loco, you need some mushrooms?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's go get some." So we found some, whatever. We did them, and all of a sudden, him and I were sitting out talking out out in front of my apartment. And my first girlfriend, she was a, oh, I don't want to say she was a, a whore, but I mean, she was bad to me. Bad. <laughs> and him and I was talking. We were talking. We sat out there for two, three hours talking. And he was a, he was a, from Mexico. He's a, you know, lived in the gangs and this and that for a rolled weed up all the time. And this and that. And all of a sudden I went back in and I'm, and there's a room full of people. I don't think I remember who they were and I'm talking to them. They're asking me questions and I'm talking to them. All answer them all in Spanish. Nice. <laughs> and next thing I know, everybody's gone. I'm like, fuck what happened? You know? And, the whore. I'm not going to call her the whore anymore. Uh, she, uh, she's like, yeah, yeah that, you, that word is demeaning to sex workers. You know what I mean? It is. You know what? I'm sorry, sex workers. That it's not my intention. But this girl was a whore. Everybody got her pregnant by me. That's beside the point. But she told me, she's like, you forgot. Once? Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. Don't. I, it's another story. Another time. It's it was bad. It's all bad. Mm. But she, uh, she told me, she's like, hey asshole, speak English speak English. We're in America, speak English. And I'm like, I'm speaking English. She's like, you're speaking Spanish, stupid. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. That was a, a terrifying trip because I fell down this hole. No, it wasn't a hole. It was uh, the broom. I opened up the door. I opened up the door and I fell in. I'm like, and I'm like laying on the floor, like, ah, like I was falling for like, I thought was like, you know, eternity. Mm. 
You know what I mean? No, it was only like 30 seconds or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying. I'm like, I don't know why I'm falling. Maybe ah. you're still falling. Oh, man. <laughs> Sounds like some salvia shit. You know, oh, this is all mushrooms. This is KBNZs back in, back in the day. You know, oh 100, God. it was, uh, I'll say, close to 80 years ago when I took these. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I have a question about healing. I have a question about healing for everybody, though. How do you, how do you accept help? It seems like the hardest thing for men to do, and I was supposed for us to oh, yeah. be the same thing. Like, how do you accept the help? <laughs> That's a good question. How do you how do you feel like the project sometimes? You know what I mean. I struggle with it still constantly. It's um, for me. I am just one of those people that I will put myself on the back burner and take care of everybody else and make sure that everybody else is. Yet I'm constantly preaching. Hey, you can't fill from an empty cup. Hey, you have to. And I'm definitely guilty of taking those moments and being like oh shit i'm doing the same thing and like i don't know my husband definitely has gotten me to that that spot where he's like you always take care of me and our daughter and so then you need to let me do the same to you like i know that you're used to taking care of everybody else but you need to be taken care of sometimes too so sit down and let me do it. How do you do and that? Just, How does that feel weird? Right. Um, it feels very strange. Um, I 100%. come from a very matriarchal family. The women in my family run everything and ha it's always been that way. And that's the only way that I know. So allowing somebody else to take control is hard for me. Not only because like, I wouldn't say that like I'm a control freak, but it's more of the fear that I'm letting somebody else do this. And then what if they don't do it? Mm -hmm. So what then? Because I've had that happen and I've realized that that's not somebody else's issue. That's my issue. And that I, that's something that I need to work on because I know that that's a problem for me. Mm. So I'm doing it in baby steps, you know, and when we finally got the diagnosis for me was when I realized, Hey, I can't do this by myself anymore. Like I really need other people to help me because sometimes my reality is not the same reality as other people's and right. they can see things that I can't. So mm -hmm. I need to be mature enough to be like, okay, I know that you love me and I know that you're doing this because you love me. So as, as bad as it feels to sit and do nothing and to let somebody <laughs> else help me, I just kind of have to swallow it mm -hmm. and just be like, you know what? All right. I trust you and just let them do it. It is like yeah. a trust well, but I want to say that yeah. if, if you could do everything, there wouldn't be 7 billion people on the planet. It would just be you. Yeah. Yes. You're right about that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Antonio? No, I totally think it's a really difficult uh, thing to accept help, especially for me. I, I feel like I'm always like trying to help people and like giving them a perspective that they can't see. That's just kind of how I am, you know? Yep. And um, it is really difficult to accept help, especially, I think it's more difficult to accept the fact that you need help sometimes, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That you don't, 
or not that you don't, but you're not always able to do everything that you wish you would be able to do, you know? Yeah. Right. But I think it's okay. It's like, uh, like you said, if, uh, if you were able to do it, there wouldn't be a need for anyone else. Right. Right. But, mm-hmm. but it's, it's also kind of cool because, uh, at certain points when you are able to surrender to help, you end up making new connections and, uh, ultimately coming with a, a different perspective <laughs> that you probably wouldn't have had just on your own, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Uh, well, I I could totally vibe on everything that was said already. For me personally, I think it's been a humility piece that's had to come in uh, over the years. Like I have to humble myself and realize that sometimes I do need help. I'm I'm a massage therapist, but I've got you know two hundred dollars worth of massage balls and tens units and hooks, so I can work on myself and don't have to ask anyone for help. But there are always going to be those spots that I can't reach alone. Same with tattooing. You know, I want to do it on myself. I'm teaching myself to do it on my own leg, but I can't do my whole body. Mm. I need help. So you know, the, the more humble I get, uh, the easier it is. And then also realizing I can't really help anyone else if they're drowning. If I'm drowning too. So recognizing that I need to go through a period of work and healing and purification and readjusting my consciousness so I'm more in tune with universal awareness before I can really help other people. Yeah, I can facilitate some healing, but that's a small, an hour out of my week. The rest of the time, I'm really digging in and and trying to get to the bottom of where, where I'm hurting and I need help with that, whether it's cheerleading or someone holding space or listening or showing me through an example, uh, it comes in many forms. I think it's a great question. I really do. Thanks. It's, it's rough. You know, we can't all, you know, we all, we always, you know, trying to lean on our, on what we've been taught and how, how to act and how to be, you know, like Miss Ella said, you know, some, my mom is a great example of, you know, a matriarchy that she was always done and everything herself, you know, even when my father was alive, you know, he, uh, she was always working the three jobs. She was raising us four knuckleheads. I was the saint, believe it or not. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> she did, as a matter of fact, I got to just got off the phone with her and, and she's like, you know, tell me she loves me. You know, it's good. To, it's good to know, but she always did everything herself. You know, and, and for her to say, I need help was, is rough, was rough for her, hard for her. She asked, she asked everybody else to tell her no. And she calls me and I need help on my way. I don't even ask what it is. I don't give a shit. I don't care. She asked me to reach into a pig, pull out of its guts. And that's why I'm, my mom needs me to do it. That's what I'm going to go do. That's right. You know, and, yeah. and to see my mother, you know, ask for help. It's, it kind of makes me feel good. You know what I mean? I mean, it makes me feel good to see somebody. And I asked me for help. Oh shit! Hell yeah! You know, and do yeah. I ask for help? Absolutely, I ask for help. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. I mean, I, re- I reach out. I re- hey, Sean, you know, there's a pancake I need help with. You want to, you want to get your ass out here and help me eat this pancake? <laughs> Sometimes it comes out. Well, he hasn't yet. Gonna suck out that bottle of BSB for him. <laughs> you know, I reach out to Miss Ella on a regular basis all the time. I mean. She's that light, you know, I got that dark tunnel and she's that, you know, she's a light in the middle of the tunnel saying, Hey, stop right here real quick. You know, wow. and I'm like, ah, cool conversation, Tony, you know, him and I have had random conversations too. that are just, you know, fantastic. You know, his music is what I listen to when I'm like, ah, shit, I wish I could mm. talk to Tony. It's two o'clock in the morning. Uh, he's asleep. Meridian Parkway. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I listen to all this shit. I'm like, ah, fucking all right. And then Alex, man, you know, uh, we need to go hook up with Michelle. Shout out Michelle. Yeah, we really do need soul. to get them tacos, man. I, uh, I like to be a man of my word, and we put it out there. So. <laughs> we need to, bro. I mean, as I, you know, I'm I down. Been, we need to, and I know that this whole, you know, this whole COVID thing is, you know, put a damper on us visiting with everybody. It's, you know, obviously distance. I mean, shit, it's not that far for me to go to you, Alex, you know, soon I'll be going to Tony. Soon I'll be going to see Miss Ella. Soon Sean will be driving over. Jason, try to get him across the country. You've got to watch out for those hurricanes and tallywhackers. Wait, tallyhassies, right? Never seen a tallyhacker I didn't like. you know it's it's all part of healing man and i just like i uh, you know i don't know i'm glad you guys are on this journey with me you know if i sound crazy if i sound crazy man tell me hey man you sound crazy i'll settle the f down you know i'm not the one to be the judge of that bro i'm telling you (laughs) oh you sound crazy but (laughs) if you sounded normal i would be concerned oh (laughs) that's why i love you jason because you know me better (laughs) hell yeah i mean we live in a crazy world and it's obvious now like it's more obvious now than ever like whether it's nature or man like it's kind of crazy in a kind of a good way sometimes Uh, and you got to be a little crazy to get through this (laughs) absolutely i mean we're being we're we're suffocated uh miss ella hit on this and i really want to kind of just brought us all back full circle um not working for six months not having this human interaction and then all of a sudden being thrust back into this whole group of people you know that we're all we're all look we're all working with each other all of a sudden when we weren't having any kind of contact right is kind of hard it's kind of a shock to the system i'm shocked yeah, that socially too by the way oh 100 i find myself you know i was having a conversation with marco hernandez who owns a lip fuse tattoo i've known him for a better part of my 104 years on this planet he and i were talking and all of a sudden i got this <gasps> um i gotta go I, I can't be here right and i called him later and he's like yeah dude i saw it man i saw it happening it was weird man it was like all of a sudden it just like swarmed and covered your eyes your eyes glazed over and you you shot out of there Ooh. and i and he how do you adjust to that you know what i mean meditation repetition 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 because yeah, I remember, you know, before I'd walk into the building, I'm like, what's up, motherfuckers? And I'd hug everybody <laughs> in the room and, and uh, we'd go do work, save lives, you know, fix the freeway, uh, respond to accidents, you know. And, and now it's like we get all next to each other and we're just like, oh, uh, you good? Good? All right. Stay home if you're sick. Come mm. over if you're thick. You know, that's how <laughs> I say it works. And, and, yeah, and shout out to the oh thick i was gonna wear my thick shirt my thick filet but uh you know people are like already clowning on me because i like i don't like chick-fil-a but i love their mac and cheese does that make sense <laughs> I don't making me like, hungry dude speaking of hungry <laughs> dude ah, uh, this is I, I see now in my show whenever we do this my podcast dude we we sit here we talk hey jason and i and sean we get into some in some heated subjects we get into some heated topics we talk about some some heavy things and then all of a sudden, we'll talk about food. Mm. <laughs> and I love food. You know, I, I love food. I, that's why I wear that thick filet shirt. It says thick. Mm. <laughs> and one thing I really like, though, is brisket. Dude, 
Have you guys smoked? Do you guys like smoking food? Do you guys, do you guys like to do that? Because I do. I've definitely done. I mean, I don't do it myself, but I've definitely eaten my fair share, and it's delicious for mm. sure. Mm-hmm. Antonio, what do you have over there? You have ceviche and tacos in LA, dude. Yeah, well, uh, I'm veg- me, and, me and Todd poor vegetarian and stuff, so we Ooh. have like uh, a handful yeah. of. Uh, Fuck yeah! Thank you. <laughs> are, are you too, Jason? <laughs> I, I try to be as much as I can. The meat. I am right now, actually, as of two months ago. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. But yeah, down here in Southern California, like we have like a plethora of like vegan vegetarian restaurants. So yeah, we're always grubbing down here. Nice. I'm like what? Tell me what. Yeah. One. Uh, okay. So, uh, like a couple cities away, and it's a city called Pomona. There's this uh, restaurant called. Uh, it's called Borreguitas, like a little sheep in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Oh man, fucking the most fire tacos in Southern Cal- uh, vegan tacos in uh, Southern California. If you guys are ever down here, I highly, highly recommend it. I want. Dude, some. I just ate before this thing, and my stomach is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are they putting in those tacos, though? Um. So I think it's they it it's called soy textured protein, but it's okay. just like uh, like tofu, like a flavored tofu. tofu. But I don't I don't know what man. they do to it, man. But it's the closest thing that I've tasted to meat mm. so far. That man, it just it blows my mind. When you're eating it, you're like you wouldn't even be able to tell. Yeah, yeah. we've took some of our friends that are you know like they eat whatever you know, and they're like, nah, like if you didn't tell us that this was like a vegan restaurant, we would definitely not have known. Right, yeah. the food food options are getting better. I had some jackfruit tacos one time that just, I could not believe it was not chicken. Like, my body was like, no, this is fucking chicken, dude. You're eating chicken. It's the texture, the flavor, everything. Yeah, they're getting pretty good at it nowadays. Yeah. What about you, Miss Ella? What are we we eating? Uh, Well, I'm having issues with food right now, so that sucks because I love food, but right now I'm not enjoying food as much as I used to. Um. And that's kind of an offset of the stress that I've been under. Yeah. Um, but I, I always tell people, because like, I look white as fuck, right? Um, <laughs> but the more it goes, the more I say, like, I don't really like to eat white food that much. So I eat a lot of Latin food, um, Asian mm. food, Indian food, everything mm. that I consider like soul food. Mm, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a place about an hour from us. It's called Baraka. It's um, Colombian, I believe. Oh, damn. And my husband and I were just up there um, a couple weeks ago to celebrate our anniversary. And I had this, oh, uh, it was on plantains and it was like braised beef put on plantains mm. and like cheese and oh my gosh it was the most amazing thing that i have ever tasted fuck man (laughs) (laughs) but i don't sometimes sometimes i eat a lot of red meat and sometimes i strictly eat plant-based it's just it's more of like i kind of listen to my body and what it wants right then yep um so like i could for me i could never go fully vegetarian but I kind of go on and off of it there and y'all are right. Like there's a lot of plant-based stuff that has come out that is just phenomenal. Um, yeah. There's actually, you can get it in the grocery store. It's called morning start. They have a uh, Buffalo chicken patty mm. that is plant-based, but legitimately tastes like chicken. And it is yeah. the tastiest thing that I've ever had. And I was like, 
if all plant-based meat tastes like this, I really would have no need to eat regular meat. Mm. Um, I'm not, I'm not bothered by eating meat, um, because I believe that animals have the purest souls. Um, um, the fact that they are sacrificed in the way that they are does bother me. I will say yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's um, weird. It's weird. It's really weird, especially to, for me being a bruja, like mm-hmm. it kills me when people are like, oh my gosh, animal sacrifice is so wrong and it's so evil. And I'm like, but you eat meat. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. realize that those animals are sacrificed every day for you. They are grown to be sacrificed so that you can eat them. So mm-hmm. what is the difference in between me sacrificing it to a deity and me sacrificing it for you to eat? There's no difference. Right. Right. And likely you're going to treat it with a lot more respect through the whole process before and after than most of, I guess, the general population doesn't even think about it. They just eat their meat. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. If I had to hunt for my meat, I'd be vegetarian for sure. You That's know what what's st- that is what stopped me. My friend brought over uh, two chickens that her neighbor had killed and all the fur was off or feathers. And so I had to cut them up in my sink and I could like I did it, but I was shaking. And mm. it's so similar to human skin and all the ligaments. So I was like, mm. I can't do this. so I shouldn't be eating it. Right. I just I can't do it. It was weird. Never had to now, prep my own meat like that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a process for sure. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, if I had, if I had a farm, I mean, which I know Sean does, if I had a farm, I'd, I'd raise my, raise, raise my own animals, but you know, uh, yeah. like growing up, we had farm. We always had, you know, something I just couldn't eat goat. I just those damn animals. They just, they're so chewy. I want to fight a goat. Every time I see one, I'm and like, they I'm going to fight you. I never yeah. bit a goat that didn't bite back, you know? <laughs> never, met a, never met a goat that I didn't want to fight. You know what mm. I mean? It's like growing up, these things always headbutted me and kicked my ass. Oh, those fainting goats are pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are. <laughs> I would have one for revenge, but then I feel bad. Like, <laughs> like, is that the defense mechanism? You make the predator laugh by falling down like <laughs> the funniest way ever? <laughs> oh, That's hilarious. I noticed that a squirrel's reaction to danger is to scream as loud as possible and i was like why are you a honing radar wow. what's gonna kill you you know shut up and hide don't scream out of branch you dumbass oh i can time. identify with squirrels though sometimes you just need to scream, <laughs> you just need to scream. <laughs> a lot of like, humans have that as the ah! Yeah, that's what yeah. they do. I told oh, my friend that you just need to go on a mountain and shout away all of your anger yeah. and realize that nobody else can give a fuck about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's I'm often one. I'm often at work doing the same thing, squirreling. You know, I'm like, I'm like in the middle of the freeway, <laughs> screaming. Everybody's like, "What the fuck is that?" I'm like, "No, nah, it was just me." You're okay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, you know what? Uh, I want to you know, obviously give shout outs to uh the Wandering Souls, which is uh Lolo's brand new adventure with her sister with her daughter, excuse me. Mm. Um uh, obviously you guys know I'm sponsored by the Boho Soul, which Who? is the Boho Soul. Mm, I heard that. 
Oh, yes. Boho Soul. You know, uh, fantastic little boxes. Like I said, we're working on the Adam Soul box. We're working on the Jason Soul box. Uh, maybe we'll have one with a bullet in it called the Sean Soul box. It's a Sean Soul box. <laughs> but it's a Soul box. Crystals, candles, incense, um, goodies, just this magical place of beautiful being and light. I just love Miss Lolo. Much love, Miss Lolo. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sponsored also by the Trio Board Skate Shop. Get all your skating needs. Get all your skateboard needs. God damn it. I know you skateboard. I can't because I'm 104. I'll break your hip. Can't do that. But, you know, I'm also sponsored by uh, the refined man. You know, obviously you get a nice uh, little mohawk, faux hawk, get a gentleman's haircut, a shave, all that good shit, right? Uh, I also want to give out a shout out to Alex. You know, Alex, my man, my boy. I mean, my brother, my brother. I love you, man. I, I've I've known you for such a long time. You've known me for a study. It, it's just been a like great seventeen years or something. I think Bro. we've been in Tacoma. I don't or Olympia. I don't remember. I don't remember man. It's places. Been a long time. Yeah, and then of course a shout out to Antonio Meridian Parkway, my much boy. Love. Much love, my dude, Miss Ella. I love you, sister. I love you so much. Love you, mi hermano. I love you. And, you know, uh, Sean, Jason, I love you guys, man. You know what I mean? Love you too. Yeah. Fucking A. Hey, before we leave, obviously we're waiting for, I I want to give out these uh, musical um, recommendations. Nope. I don't want to hear them. Yes, you do. (laughs) I'm not listening to Wheeler Walker Jr. this week. We got one comment on the feed and it says no no music recommendations from Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Lies. Lies. So obviously taking it back to nineteen ninety two, Ben McMillan in a band called Grunt Truck. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I remember them. Yes, yes. I think we played a benefit show for them, didn't we? With uh with James from River Red. I think you're right. I think uh, you're right. So anyway, so Ben McMillan has obviously has uh, departed this planet for bigger, better things. And, uh, you know, Push was the CD. Mm. Fucking love that CD. I listened to that, as a matter of fact, the other day. And it was such a good time, you know. The other one, the other one. Holy fuck, the other one. The other one is from a band called Werewolves. Yes, yes, that's what got my attention because of the name. And um, they are this black death metal um fuck savages savages and the last and final one meridian parkway you know what i'm saying meridian parkway's gonna drop a new one tony just give it to us god damn it dude soon soon enough we're planning for uh, november 11th to be the day we start releasing new music awesome oh i'm so stoked about it well you guys got anything what what else I i got something give me give it to me what about the t-shirt giveaway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots, of, lots, of, lots of commenters. In That's the, the only reason I'm here. I'm, I'm uh, here. I'm here for the, for the t- free t-shirt. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Uh, obviously, we're, we're going to need to. Let's do that real fast. I mean, yeah. if you do you guys need to go, you guys want to stick around and have a, just a party? You guys got good things to do? I know. Well, I got to eat now. You all <laughs> fucking <laughs> right, my right. mouth salivating. I know I got some, I got some Nikki's adobo in the fridge just calling. But what's up with the t-shirt? Am I in the running for a t-shirt? Nope. I'll hook you up one because you hooked up <laughs> many a times. Uh, you know what, man? We're gonna have like a let's just uh, I don't have that Facebook open, whatever, but uh um 
but let's drop those questions in there, Sean, and see what they uh, see what they they can figure okay, out. Let me uh, let me pull those. Oh, you got some uh, questions. I love yeah. this. So I haven't really said much this whole podcast. I've just kind of been taking this stuff in. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is really enlightening. Uh, you know, I'm a combat veteran, got some PTSD, anxiety, stuff like that. Um, I, I just want to say, like, I myself have found it really hard to uh, ask for help. Uh, yep. I, yes, I think have. this is going to help me push to to get some get some uh, help that I need. Uh, you know, I've, I've gone to counseling stuff like that. Uh, but uh, just we love you. Guys. You know, we love you, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I know, I know. It's just, it's just been, uh, you know, this is really good for me, and uh, you guys have shown that, uh, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, what you've done or anything like that. You've got to get the help. I, I, I'm a helper. I'm a listener. You know, but you've got to, you got to have that self care. I think that's what I've been missing. I've been off of work for uh, six months as well, and it's. It's been a, a journey, I guess. And yes, sir. So, you know, so mm. I need to get on that right track. So yes, I sir. appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. Yeah, having us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. It's been it's been a pleasure. Um, all of you, everything that you guys have said, it's it's been a really great conversation, very enlightening. And like I said, I feel like no matter if you personally know something, you can learn something from everybody who you come in yeah. contact with. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I was. We're all walking each other home. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of this episode, I was thinking that we're just a bunch of brains, but now I'm at the end. I'm thinking maybe we're just a bunch of brain cells in one brain. You know. Absolutely. And we just enlightened some brain's head. You know, some guy walking down the street was like, "Fuck, that was a great epiphany." Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they got that charge in there. You know what I mean? They got that inspiration. They learned something. Maybe, you know, maybe. So what are the questions? All right. Uh, So, so commenters, uh, feel free to answer these questions. uh, However you see fit. Uh, And we'll, you'll be in the running for the free Adam has a beer t-shirt. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Wow, dude. (laughs) That was a low voice. You got the, you turned the bass up on that one. I don't even have that. I had to remove my panties from. I mean, wait, 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 wait. What are my chapstick? The first one is a little food related. Uh, So, at what temperature do you smoke a brisket? Mm, Can I answer? Oh, wait. 225. (laughs) I don't know. Are we supposed to answer? I'm going to Google it. Sorry, I have no uh, idea. Mm, what? Well, we'll give we'll give them a, we'll give them a minute here to uh, comment. I haven't seen anybody comment yet. We got yeah, quite well. a few viewers. I want to say nice. thank, thank you to Nikki because she's throwing a watch party for us right now, and thank you to Tammy for sharing. And I want to say, hey Ryan, what's up? We're going to have you on the show real soon. Mm, Ryan, who? Mm, Ryan. Ryan's my brother. Mm, he's my, Ryan. He's my, he's my new brother. Mm, nice. He's a great guy. Hey, Nikki, I want to know where my pork chop is at, just so you mm-hmm. get that under, put that feather in your cap. Yeah. I like that saying, feather in the cap. Feather. Oh, man. Put the feather on the cap. <laughs> <laughs> and don't ask. I, I had a rough week. I had a rough week. You know? Did you? Yeah. You know what's amazing? What never came up was a fire. Oh, God. Let me tell you about working in a fire and choking you. <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> right? 
horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. I just can't imagine half those people who lost all their homes and stuff. You know, I mean, that's man. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah, Having living through something like that, that massive, that destructive, dude, it sucks. And, and I to just, know it's coming again next year or continuing this year. Hmm. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I just, you know, that's why I put out a lot of, a lot of things. And, you know, hey, if you know somebody who's, uh, you know, relocated because of the fire, hey, go to the, uh, offer some food, you know, reach out to them. Somebody reach out, somebody, you know, I'll, I'll, somebody cook them a home meal, something, you know, home cooked meal, hmm. you know. I think if you're a lawyer, you should start taking like class action suits against the gas and oil companies from people. You know, you affected our lives negatively and do that like they did with the opioids and shut that company down. Damn. That's deep. Mm, that's deep. That's deep. Give me my hey. money. You ruined my environment. Give me my money. Give me my money. Give me my money. <laughs> hey, any answers there, Sean? Nobody. Uh, we got we got two what? answers. We got two answers. Alex. 165. 165. <laughs> huh? I didn't Google it. I'm just pulling it out of the ether. I'm about 165 right now after that. <laughs> ah, I, I'm smoked. Mm. Got Sean. Tell me, 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 tell